In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. John the Baptist was baptizing sinners into the forgiveness of sins. So when Jesus came to be baptized, John would have prevented him. Why? Because John knew that Jesus was the only person on earth who didn't need the forgiveness of sins. You need baptism. You're a sinner. I need baptism. I'm a sinner. Even John needed baptism, but not Jesus. He alone is without sin. And John recognized this, saying, Why do you come to me? I need to be baptized by you. But Jesus answered, Let it be so now. It is necessary for us to fulfill all righteousness. Baptism works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this. These are wonderful benefits that every sinner should earnestly desire. We need these things desperately, but Jesus doesn't. He doesn't need forgiveness. He doesn't need rescuing, and he already has eternal life. So why is Jesus' baptism necessary? The small catechism gives us the answer. How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water. Without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism, but with the word of God, it is a baptism, that is, a life-giving water rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. When we pour water on the head of a sinner, if the word of God has not been added to the water, then all we have is a wet guy. But because the word of God is included and combined with that water, we do have a baptism. So what happened when Jesus was baptized? Why was this necessary? Because this is the moment that the word of God was added to the water. Jesus, who is the word made flesh, stepped into that plain, muddy old Jordan River. And at that moment, it was no longer just plain water. Oh, no. Jesus added himself to that water, thus sanctifying all waters for all time to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. How can water do this? Because Jesus is in the water. Without him, water has no special powers. But when Jesus is in the water, there is no power on earth, no sin, no hell, no devil that can withstand that saving flood. After the resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples and the last thing that he says in the Gospel of Matthew is this. All authority on heaven and earth is given to me. Therefore, 
baptize all nations and teach them my words. Once again, Jesus combines the water of baptism with his word. Let it be so. It is necessary. Baptism never stands by itself apart from the word of God. Jesus is always present in that water. And yet, just as John tried to prevent it, so we today often try to keep Jesus out of the water of baptism. John did so out of a misguided sense of piety and humility. But our reasons today are much less noble. Many people baptize their children and then prevent them from continuing in the word of God afterwards. To them, baptism is simply a rite of passage, an opportunity to get the family together for photos and then brunch afterward. They do their best to prevent Jesus from being added to the water of baptism. Now, of course, you can't get Jesus out of the water, but you can take the child away from Jesus and his word to the same effect. And many people do just that. Other Christians try to take Jesus out and put themselves into their baptism. Well, baptism is my promise to God to live a good life. Baptism is my public proclamation of my faith. In fact, I spoke with a pastor who told me, baptism does nothing. It's just a way that we express our commitment to God. Well, he's right about one thing. If the word of God is not in the water, then of course it does nothing. But misguided Christians can't prevent Jesus. False teaching can obscure the truth and lead many astray, but it can't keep Jesus out of the water. Baptism is not something you do for God. Baptism is what he does for you. And even well-trained pastors can end up trying to prevent Jesus from baptism. Surely, there must be a more effective way to make disciples than word added to the sacraments. If we really want to make the church grow, we must find a more powerful strategy. Perhaps there's a better message that's more winsome and engaging. New words that are more compatible with modern ears. But any message other than Christ crucified for sinners, is powerless to save. Without baptism, which joins sinners to the death and resurrection of Jesus, we have nothing to offer this dying world. Pastors, your people don't need a new program, a young, hip leader, or an uplifting experience No, what they need is the same thing people have needed in every generation of the church. They need Jesus who has added himself to the water of baptism. And this is actually good news. It's not up to you and I to make the church successful. 
God's not depending on your winning personality, your brilliant sermons, or your social media skills in order for the gospel to be effective. No, all the power in heaven and earth belongs to Jesus. He makes everything happen. And he stepped down into the Jordan River in order to fulfill all righteousness. And no power on earth could prevent him. Not John, not you or I, not the world, the flesh, or the devil. All the water of Noah's flood couldn't wash away the sin of the world. But when the Lamb of God, who takes that sin away, adds himself to the water, then even a single drop is more than enough to bestow forgiveness, life, and salvation. You can't put Jesus into baptism. He did that already without your help, and you can't take him out. So then what can we do? Nothing but receive his gift in faith, saying the words of Jesus back to him, Let it be so now in order to fulfill all righteousness. In his name, amen.